Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. Give Connor the Green Lantern ring, goddammit. That's what I'm saying. You know what the best running joke is? Reagan Smash. Yellow bus? Fuck. I don't care if you're on fire going going over a bridge, bro. Can't help you. Well, to kind of put this in perspective. Yes, dear? How could you not have Tom Cruise as Wonder Woman as the main lead? We have multi-pass. We're not going bankrupt yet. Multi-pass. <laughs> Welcome, Perjangers and Wallhangers fans, or as we call you, Walljangers. I am Matthew Bugrell, the Batman. To my left is... Christopher Bristow, the old man, and in the ever-omnipotent presence that he is, big brother, Stephen Bucarell. Sorry for my absence, everybody. Yeah, he was trapped in the TARDIS, couldn't figure out how to open the door, but he is back. Um, it said a jar. Push. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to read the directions, all right? And even though the doctor never follows the directions. I was confused. It said the door is ajar. Yeah. Well, it's not actually a jar. It's actually kind of like a bubble. In no, I was I was space. yelling at the at it because it's it's just a door. Okay. Well, the doors. Corny jokes aside, we have to start off this podcast. But first, we tell you to go over here to pjandwh.com, where you're going to find all of the funniest moments right here above my head, and that includes uh, last Sunday's Lug Nuts podcast, and uh, we entitled that could have had a v12 i I love our podcast titles and we actually ripped ourselves away from the comedy actually no we were watching josh blue and we finished our comedy and decided to do another let's play with your pajangers marvel's avengers part five we got more in depth with the story a little bit more tony stark action in there what was that uh that stand-up one josh blue Josh Blue, yeah. It what helps it when you start the comedy early. Josh so Blue has cerebral what palsy. Service, were you watching it on? That was Net or uh, Amaflix, Amazon Max, Disney Amaflix, Max. It was Disney Amaflix. Yeah, and that was I that. I, I don't know. Just search Josh Blue. I think it was Netflix. Um, so but he has ser- he has cerebral palsy on demand. Yeah. He's on demand. Every service that we subscribe to. If you is have a search button, demand. just type in the goddamn name Josh Blue because he is <laughs> fucking hilarious. Mark Gervais says, "My dudes, welcome Mark to the podcast." And we Where's also have last week's uh, Triforce podcast into the Spider Girth, which was a nice, uh, you know podcast title speaking of mark where can you find mark i tell you what mark his place of business i would fr- call them our first true and loyal sponsor which is the game and dvd exchange over yes. at 23 east state street in media pa they have all of your used and even new gaming needs price of sponsorship decent human being this is our sponsorship i would even <laughs> go more <laughs> of the podcast Awesome. Yes. But enough sponsorships and other things aside, we start off this podcast the same way every every week. That is tonight. Critics super choice in brightest green light 
level five to level zero, Spider Cat and more on the Triforce podcast, and uh, we start on over here. For to a minute there, the I thought you were going to offer tiers for sponsorship and sponsorship. <laughs> Well, a sponsor shit is completely different. That's a little bit more personal. That's and I mean, you know. The best part of waking up. Gotta go to Brown, Joe. We go to Brown. I'm not gonna go with the sponsor shits. That seems a little. Uh, I think you broke. Chris. Mark says, I, I might have. Hang on. My address. Reset. <laughs> I have to catch up on from last week's. So. Yes, but uh, we start off on this week's podcast without uh, usually, a sponsorship. Without a sponsorship, uh, DC that is much more expensive than a sponsorship. Yeah, a sponsorship is very, very cheap. Very cheap. Ha 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 ha! So we start off on the first story, which was a huge one here. Uh, DC reveals plans for a future state event. So, a state event? Yeah, so essentially, uh, uh, not that one, go down to the first picture. Mainly why I got this one for the pictures. While DC is wrapping up the massive Dark Knight's death metal crossover, which Earth gets absorbed into a dark multiverse by Perpetua, the uh, the dark goddess, you know course and the justice league are attempting to rewrite history and undo the damage done to earth while uh this will shake loose the fabric of time and space <laughs> itself and uh end with dramatic consequences mark your faces have fun burskies haha sponsorships <laughs> <laughs> mark if so you want me to do a sponsorship me- i'm sorry you gotta pay bro that's a little <laughs> invasive <laughs> I will give you sponsorships all day. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this so sponsorship. Um, no, but uh, this is a big time and space fabric itself distorting event. The end of this actual comic series they have, which they have the Batman who laughs, which okay. has that you know spiked collar across his eyes with the big joker laugh that's been going around on facebook so he is the minion to perpetua the god uh the dark goddess so she is trying to rewrite the uh, the multiverse into the you know this earth into their her dark multiverse and rewrite everything but uh future state follows after this it's going to be a two-month event where most of dc's regular monthly comics will temporarily be replaced by a new lineup of limited series, one-off specials and such. There's no one core future state comic. Instead, the entire event follows creators to explore the future of the DC universe with stories set anywhere from 2030 all the way to the end of time as we know it. So an infinite parallel universe. It's not necessarily a parallel universe as much as I would say that it's DC's way of giving you a like a fast forward into the future after could this, say this death is metal universe. Flash forward? Yes. You could say that. Uh, but you'd be sued. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but 
as Insert the future state shit. concludes <laughs> at the end of February, because it's starting January as the other comic ends and ending in February is a limited run, bunch of different series of comics which really sound interesting. And uh, the actual where they're going to go next will become very clear, they say. So this isn't like a crisis event. They're not trying to make it like that, but they're just trying to give you something in between where they're trying to go because this future state is supposed to tie into different events. And like here you see uh, Aquaman's daughter on the cover of this Aquaman cover, you know, and it's her journey in the future at some point. That's the kind of stuff they're going for. The larger future state event is being divided into three core pillars. Super family, bat family, and the Justice League family. The Super Family books will deal primarily with Superman's self-imposed exile from Earth following the disastrous international incident, which we will find out later, probably at the start of where they're going with their new series. And... uh, while the Man of Steel joins forces with the ragtag band of new gods on uh, <laughs> and other heroes of the liberated war world, his son, John Kent, takes up the mantle of Superman on Earth. Wonder Woman is also going to be included into this se- uh, series, and there's a new Wonder Woman, old Wonder Woman, they're saying, is going to the end of time. So she is the goddess. End of time, boom, there's Wonder Woman. That's okay. kind of an end see, comic so season that I would like to see. Like, Wonder Woman at the end of time. Who's with her? It's very lonely at the top. It's a long way to if the top if you're going to rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> but I would set that up. Wonder Woman, uh, the new Wonder Woman is named Yara Floor and uh, returning heroine Numbaya. Yara Floor what? So... Here we see we're going to get Green Lantern. There's a bunch of different comics that they're going to be taking off here. The Bad Family books will explore Bruce Wayne's lasting legacy. Bruce Wayne himself is apparently dead in the area of, uh, in the era of Future State, with Gotham now ruled by the villain named the Magistrate. And his vast surveillance network, Future State, will introduce a new heir to the bat name and one who rises up to rally Gotham's heroes against this new foe. Uh, the previously announced Batman series from 12 years of slave screenwriter, John Ridley and doom, uh, patrol artist, Nick, uh, Derington is among the stories, including the new bat family lineup to where we see, if you look at these cover stories, there's Robin, there's, a, a suicide squad with a uh, Batman on the cover who is supposed to be, I guess like a takeoff of Catman. And then there's also, uh, you see in here a Dick Grayson Nightwing dressed as like kind of first gen, um, Nightwing, but he's reaching towards a death stroke mask and it could also be interpreted as death stroke. So, these covers, that's the Catman that I'm talking about here and where you see Wonder Woman on the side and you have a whole bunch of heroes here. So it's very interesting to see what they're going to be doing with this and how they're going to be incorporating all these storylines into this limited, like you have two months to squeeze in week after week all these releases for these amazing comics. 
but finally, finally, the Justice League family will take a look, a wider look at the DC universe of the near and far future. Readers will be introduced to a new Justice League whose members maintain secret identities even from each other. Along with new incarnations of the Teen Titans, Suicide Squad, Justice League Dark, uh, characters like Black Adam, Swamp Thing, Aquaman, and the Green Lanterns will also have their future in future state books. And it begins in 2021. Okay. Wonder Woman right there. <laughs> Superman and uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, the I'm a supposed old Wonder Woman there. But a lot of different art styles. A lot of different things coming out of D.C. This is the New York Comic Con. These A lot of events we're talking about this week are going through. But I'm interested in the Batman Especially since it's not Bruce Wayne, but the Batman that they have here, especially for cover art, it looks like awesome. You know, that looks straight out of Batman versus Superman, but if this is in the far future, what kind of Batman and Superman are we getting into? These are the people who are donning the mantle of Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern, all of the Justice League in the future. And this is where they're just flash-forwarding throughout time in the future and giving us that... Flash copyright. And we're also going to get new characters as well. So that's really exciting. It's where This is where our movie universe is going to head uh, in the... Go back to that Batman real quick. In the future. That Batman, that kind of... Yes, that's another one. They don't describe who he is, but he has that hard helmet. He has the, you know, hard, you know, uh, bulletproof armor, almost like chess piece with kind of the like they spray took, paint. They took the best parts of Batfleck. <laughs> And made it a comic. They also took um, <laughs> go to the next story. Well, I'm not like I'm not like knocking him because Batfleck was actually a really good Batman. Yeah, no, and they're taking the best parts of things. This is uh, not that one. The uh, second story in there. Yeah, um, scroll down here past that. These are some more uh, stories past the text. Um, the Aquaman, that's his daughter. Um, and then go past that. We already talked about that one. This is the Justice League. Here you see yet another Batman. Doesn't Aquaman's daughter look like Starfire? A little bit. No, that's... well, that's Mira. Mira and Aquaman. Mira's redhead in the comics, too. No, but, but like... here we see, we see a bunch of different Supermen. There's the Superman to where he has, like, the kingdom come, black and red, and chains around his shoulders. There's this Superman, which I'm assuming is John Kent, without the cape. Uh, We see a yellow and black Super, or, I'm sorry, Batman, and then a small girl as Green Lantern, which, why not give the Green Lantern to a kid? Who is more imaginative than a fearless child? My son. Give Connor the Green Lantern ring, god damn it. That's what I'm saying. But I just want to play well. All right. New end, well cre- new end credit audio is Connor saying the Green Lantern oath. Okay, you have to write it down for me and I'll... I'll... In brightest day, blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. No, uh, Let those who worship evil's might beware my power, Green Lantern's light. See, Boom! For the see, way. he's got Don't it. Don't you have that memorized? I do. When you so do scroll down, down again. School. When you become circa forty-one, <laughs> it, memory. No, I had no idea what it was. <laughs> here we go. So here we see the Teen Titans I was talking about, to where you see Robin reaching the for title the, of the Deathstroke uh, mask. Circa forty-one sponsorship. <laughs> sponsorship. <laughs> 
And then this one, that's the Catman with everybody, you know, huddled around. You see the Aquaman. But this one, the Wonder Woman, to where I would like to see this one, her at the end of time, just fighting some kind of cosmic being. Because she's a goddess. Why not? We have this one, which is Red X, which comes from the animated Teen Titans series. Okay. It was never canonically in the comics, but now they're making it part of the comics. They're finding so, an easy segue to put yeah. it in. And that's what I really liked about this. And you see all the different Batman, a form of Catwoman. Right there, uh, you see the Superman. And let's actually go to... Boom! This view. Um, we see our Wonder Woman here. We see... I, oh, I say this is John Kent. And then okay. the, we have another Superman here, along with his dad... With the bonded and you know bonds and chains on war world with new gods fighting against you know God knows what kind of parademons and a whole bunch of you know interesting characters we have a flash we have a whole bunch of shit going on here for DC so I'm interested to see what's happening in the DC universe comics wise because like I said this is where we're going movie wise. We're going to be able to have these people, especially on a place like, oh, I don't know, HBO Max. We may talk about them later. But you know what we're not talking about later? Things may also go dark. Is this next story? Talking about things that go dark. (laughs) Let's talk about the happy-go-lucky anime, Cells at Work. Because they're getting a very dark anime adaptation of the manga which it is a manga version code black um sells at work made its anime debut some time ago and fans flocked to it to its uh, unique series because of its adorable characters despite the show's medical nature even squeamish fans were enticed by the super cut platelets and the red blood cells but this spinoff is not so happy-go-lucky because it is a gritty look into the body under attack. The spinoff will begin airing January 2021. The first season of the original series debuted in 2018, uh, July 2018, and its second season will also be debuting January 2021. So, if you find you can't uh, swallow or muster this spinoff, then you will also have that happy-go-lucky season two with the regular cells at work. It's a great anime, just teaching you about the body. And uh, the reviewer was also saying that you're going to learn things about yourself to where you're going to want to, you know, be healthier. And it's a great anime. It's educational. It's just pure anime fun. Yeah, I'll give the cells at work code black a sponsorship, especially with... Little viruses nomming on necks of shit, and you got a white blood cell samurai just slicing them in half. How could you not want to watch that? I'm wondering what this will look like on my liver right now. (laughs) Probably not good. Um, But I like it, especially with the art styling. It's very... You know, it looks new, but also it's also... It's got a campy nature to it. Yeah. So, it's an interesting anime that when I saw it, I was hesitant. Once I watched it, I was actually really happy I did. And now to know that they're going dark and also staying with the true storyline, that's really good stuff. Katarina says, hey cuties, and 
Sponsor shits is the title of the podcast. Sponsor shits. All right, we can think of something better. Now that's a challenge. <laughs> the sponsor shit challenge is the title of the podcast. God, that was easy. But like this next story. Another thing is very easy to certain people in the next story, which is our first look at Amazon's new superhero based series. Such an easy segue there. You could have been like, you Invinci- know, what's easier than a sponsor shit is this next story. <laughs> <laughs> segways aside we have uh this is based on a comic by robert kirkman of the walking dead and the animated series aimed at adults revolve uh, revolves around a 17 year old mark grayson whose dad is the most powerful superhero on the planet omni-man as mark starts Aging into adulthood, second puberty, his po- his powers of super strength, speed, healing, and flight begin to manifest. The show is produced by Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, uh, who are currently producing The Boys on Amazon, so the over-the-top nature of this animation should not come as a surprise to you, because this is not your daddy's Superman. There is blood and guts, as we see here, kids. Shit gets real. I'm on the. I have to watch the last episode of The Boys tonight. Oh uh, yeah, you're gonna like that one. You're gonna like that one. There may be some I'm cherry popping in it. Uh, so because I have um, tomorrow off, I'm going to watch it all again. Yeah, and uh, it has an incredible voice cast. You have Stephen uh, Stephen Yen as Mark. You have J.K. Simmons as Omni Man, which J.J. J.J. himself. He was Triple also, J, J. Jonah Jameson, Tenson in Legend of Korra. Well, here we go. So he's still got his voice acting chops, as well as Zazzy Beats, Walton Gorgans, Chris Dematopolis. What is that? Chris Dimentopolis. Mm-mm. You don't sound too sure about that yourself. No, I just sound sounded it phonetic. <laughs> <laughs> Gillian Jacobs, Jason Mantazalkas, and uh, Mark Hamill rounding out the voice cast. So you have Mark Mantzoukas. Hamill in there, as well as uh, J.K. Simmons, Zazie Beats, and Stephen Yen. So that sounds like a great voice acting cast. The show is set to premiere in 2021. How awesome is that Hulu commercial with Hamill and, and Stewart? Absolutely. Oh, that was oh, fantastic. I am my daddy. It was a fantastic uh, feat in nerddom. Um, I don't know why I didn't add it into our podcast, honestly. Because that that was right up our alley. It was kind of a missed opportunity. Thank like you. Uh, Thank you. many Cheerio. people found about this next story, a huge missed opportunity, which is the critic's choice chooses to have a different award system. This is the Critics' Choice Super Awards, set to air January on the CW. It'll honor, um, let's see here, it will honor fan obses- fans' obsession genres uh, specific to like hero uh, superheroes, science fiction, fantasy horror, action, animation for both movies and television. Similar to what the Academy of Science uh, fiction, fantasy, horror, Saturn awards have been doing since 1973 for feature films and most recently adding TV and home video categories as well. The Critics' Choice Awards version 
is uh, set to be hoping to gain some traction in these genres by exp- expanding the visibility with a splashy televised award <laughs> show putting their own spin on it. So they're trying to do something different as well as having their own spin on this award show cliche niche market. All right. So it's a different kind of look at it, but it's trying to just... uh, But it's a different kind of popularity. Yeah, the nominees and winners will actually be selected by legitimate group of critics. That's the purpose of the critics' choice. We're trying to include you. So, fans have long been frustrated by the Oscars, Golden Globes, Emmys, routinely uh, just relegating these genres generally to crafts and categories that not really taken seriously or as worthy as the top awards that they are. Looking at, like, Endgame, it got, like, best sound. Fuck you. really nice sound. Best visual effects. Fuck off, man. That was an all-around best picture of that year. It had the entire fucking nation talking about it when it came out in March. That's not really... March! You know what the best running joke is? Reagan smash. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it's just one of those things, man, that I think it's about time. And uh, scroll all the way down. You'll find a timeline in categories down here. Um, but the Critics' Choice Awards themselves have actually been one of the few trophy shows uh, to honor some of the genre uh, genre categories, but now are giving them their own spotlight instead. So here we see uh, October 12th is the submission open. Uh, November 8th is submission close. So enter your submissions there. Get uh, all that in. We have Best Action Movie for and then... Best so male and female like actor. Diarrhea Man. Okay. okay. And it came out in 2020. That's the thing. Sure. You're having a superhero. You're having a superhero every 2020. You're you're having a superhero award show when literally zero superhero films have come out. Yes. This is the year you pick. Hey guys, we're doing a superhero awards. On what? There's a lot of stuff on TV. Well, okay. I mean, granted, it's also hard and sci-fi. Superheroes. So uh, this year's best movie is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. But then again, you get into like sci-fi. You have like The Expanse. The Expanse had a show come out this week. National Treasure, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. But my point is, is like it, when you By call the way, it the Super Awards, it's a little bit, you know, it just it hurts a bit that there's no super movies. You know who the real superheroes are? You. We'll have Wonder For Woman. Listening. Yeah, we'll have Wonder Woman, and we'll have um, you know WandaVision coming out this year, and Wonder Woman is December if it doesn't get pushed back. Oh, okay. so I know why they did that because this just they, in. So they could throw it into December, so we can actually be in this year and next year. Yeah, so kind of like what Black Panther with did. Di- yeah, exactly. Well, Black Panther was January. I'd say why no, they it, did it? It, it was out December. It was December. It, no yeah. shit. I thought I know Aquaman came out because it ran into because it was December, January, February, and then 
because um, the reward the awards were in December, like the award show. But we were like all saying, now it was February. That's right. It was yeah, February. Yeah, it was February. But they gave the award during December yeah. because they submitted it before. Okay. Because it was within three months. Yeah. Because That's what I know it was. Because Aquaman came out in December and it like stole audiences' breath away when it came out because it was just visually so stunning. Yeah, it was like $700 million visually stunning. <laughs> and they made a lot more than that. So that's why they did it. But, was, but, but if you can make Willem Dafoe look good underwater, is that 700 uh, really? That's not so much. I think it's worth it. Yeah. For please. Willem Dafoe, it's worth it. I'm telling you, if there was that whole thing that went around with the Fat Avengers. If they fat blow up Willem Dafoe's face, it will probably look Dafoe? just like you. <laughs> We're not going to look for a fat Willem Dafoe. But, well, that's not hard. You just If I had to gamble, it would either be uh, Dennis O'Leary or... Uh, Dennis a, Leary or... What? Yeah, Dennis Leary or uh, Willem Dafoe in fat face would be the old man. That's what I would have to go with. Off the top of my head. Yep. But... A lot of different things, you know. You have best and uh, best and worst, best villain in the series. I thought that was really kind of cool that you would have they would in you know have that because like Joker, Heath Ledger, and both Joaquin Phoenix, they would have if that was a category in any award show, they would have stole it those years. If it yeah. was like best villain, you could take that to anything genre across best villain, and that's a huge. You know, award that pe- I think these guys are really honing in on something. Even Best though you're going to be like, "Oh, it's just the CW." The Critics' Choice Awards are also on CW as well, mm. so that's probably why they went here for it. But it's a good, you know, they got a bunch of different options: animated series, action series, horror series, male and female actresses in all of them. It's a good wide net. So I really think that that's a nice kind of nod to uh, nerddom itself. Um, Somebody's also nodding, and that's DC, because the next story, DC announces when they're going to be putting shows that will premiere on HBO Max. On the Maxes. HBO Max will be adding uh, former DC Universe originals like Titans, uh, Young Justice Outsiders, and Stargirl to its library in the coming months, as uh, indicated by the service's coming soon section. Titans and Young Justice Outsiders are set to arrive on the service November 1st, and Stargirl arriving later on uh, December 1st. Uh, The former DC Universe shows will be accompanied by other DC content in the future, such as the Batman spinoff series GCPD Gotham, um, or the much-anticipated Zack Snyder, The Justice League, which is going to be the four-part movie that we all wanted to see originally so they have that going for them which is really good they got a bunch of stuff in the pipeline for this hbo max and this next story figured it out dc figured out how to get blood from a stone they did but here's the thing i think dc's coming at this late but they're coming at it right and level-headed because of what they're putting out gcpd all right you have you had gotham but there were a lot of things in gotham Bad Ryan Reynolds movie? No. That was great. Um, But Gotham, the TV series, it had, it's like a 
a sidewalk with chunks missing out of it. Overall, can you walk on the sidewalk? Yeah. But is it great? No. So this is their but chance to really it, get Gotham PD if you right. you fall on it, it's called lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> but make sure it's not your sidewalk. I really feel like they're trying to get a lot of stuff right. Like this next story, the Green Lantern series gets a green light on HBO Max. That's right. I'll be here all week. We're just here for the picture. Uh, based on the DC Comics property, the show was first announced as being in development last year. The pilot details are now available for the first time. However, the show will be depicted uh, depicting the, na- the adventures of the multitude of lanterns. Our lanterns are just as we see in the picture here. Guy Gardner, we have Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, and Alan Scott, Earth's First Green Lantern who took on the uh, who too true the comics is gay. Uh, the series will also include fan favorites such as Sinestro and Kilowog, and will also introduce new heroes to the ranks of the Green Lantern Corps. So we're getting lanterns we you know didn't know we want. I think I we're not like, we're excluding Hal Jordan, John Stewart, and you know that's I think really for the purpose of they probably want to just move them into like a movie i think you should just if, keep it open with this that like have if them they have slow a burn it if, see i think they're going to slow burn it to allow them to organically come in because you're going to see okay. one of these pass away and yeah. the mantle passes yeah so like as well, it should i mean but still they were both in it before Simon Baz or Jessica Cruz in the yeah, comics. But, so it's like, this is just going to be, it's going to be Space Cops. That's what the Green Lantern Corps is, all right? Space Cops were afraid of yellow. As Power Rangers. Yeah, but they just don't have a yellow ranger because that's too creepy. Not yet. It's not racist, it's just how Green, eventually the Green Lanterns updated the rings to not be afraid of yellow. That's when Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz what? were. So Yellow sphere. Yeah. Yellow was the color of fear, and fear was the... Red was the power of hatred. Yeah. So there was that color dynamic there. You know, because you don't like, understand the power. Yellow the was their enemy. That that was their weakness. During Alan Scott's Green Lantern, he was just like, Yellow bus? Fuck. I don't care if you're on fire going, going over a bridge, bro. Can't help you. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He had to have his kryptonite, you know? You can't make him all powerful. His will his alone. kryptonite was a short yellow bus. <laughs> <laughs> or a long one. Or a long one. We're not just strickening it to the short buses. We're going all yellow buses around. They're all cars? they're all weak to Green Lantern's protection. That's where about, Flash and Superman have to step up. To that light? credit, it still had a red stop sign. <laughs> Uh, Red Lanterns are a different <laughs> podcast, but we could get into a lot of the, the different Lantern Corps, especially if the first season goes well, because this is an anthology, man. It was an octagon. This anthology series is going to be taking every different Lantern the and giving them the their own highlight. HBO Max has ordered 10 one-hour episodes. The series will be co-written and executive produced by Seth Graham Smith and Mark Guggenheim. Guggenheim should be... The not just the At museum, the not just the museum. Mark Guggenheim <clears throat> is synonymous with comics. 
because he has been involved in comics and everything that you have ever loved your entire life. Guggenheim, that's a nice name. <laughs> DC fans will no doubt already be familiar with Guggenheim, who was, uh, in addition to his work as a comic book writer and written multiple DC projects for both film and television, he co-created and served as showrunner for the hit series like Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. He also co-wrote the 2011 Green Lantern film starring... We're not gonna blame him for that. I will. We're not gonna. We're not the kink shame. Remember, the, like Cat says, we don't kink shame. All right. Maybe that was just his kink. Shitty movies. I don't know. He indulged, but he got over that. Arrow was good for like four so seasons. Let's find out when yeah, he, he ended his co-writing for <laughs> Arrow. So, <laughs> he, let's just probably when Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow picked up. <laughs> that's probably when because Legends of Tomorrow I imagine like he didn't go the whole way through well no that's still going I, I'd like to see if he's still going through on that because so I haven't really gotten into that but to... Legends of Tomorrow is a really good one you're just taking B list or no C and D list you know celebrities from Marvel and be like or DC rather and be like hey you really don't matter to time but you can help keep it stable so you have like Constantine, Adam, a whole bunch of different people that come in there. And it's a really good series if you haven't actually watched it. But HBO Max, uh, we got to take a look out for them because other DC shows currently at the HBO Max will uh, include Harlequin. They're getting another season. Doom Patrol's getting another season. Titans are getting another season. Okay. So they're redoing all those. And the DC shows in development at the streamer also include... Strange Adventures, and Justice League Dark. Strange Adventures is the anthology series that will chronicle adventures of numerous DC characters, and from what it sounds like, it's going to be another B and C list DC, you know, adventure. But it's also being produced by Greg Palanti, as in Arrowverse, Greg Palantiverse, which is also the same name. But you got to trust the guy, because the, the Berlantiverse, for all intent and purposes, it's great watching. It's good shows, from you know, yeah, Black they, Lightning they to, to their, Flash, they to stick Arrow. to their action beats and their moments, and their it's comic book all the way. But it's entertaining because it's not just the comic books in but front it, of you; it's their own take. So, you know, it has a nice flow. Like if you watch yeah. like the like the first five seasons of Arrow, you can see like a beat's going to happen here, a beat's going to happen here. But you're even though you're expecting it, yeah, you still enjoy it. So yeah, and the same thing with all the other shows. But I'll tell you one show that isn't what you expect. It's the next story. No beating on the show. Which is The Boys. The Boys. Katarina just finished The Boys Season 2. And, of course, you still have to finish the last episode. But guess what? You have a Season 3 premiere title. Uh, the Now, all the episodes of Season 2 are now on Amazon well, for streaming. But Eric Kerpik has revealed the Season 3 premiere title as Payback. While written by Craig Rosenberg, and also confirming that they hope to begin filming in early 2021. It's bloody diabolical. <laughs> Especially if they get back to work. If the boys get back to work in early 2021, we can see another series, you know, starting off 2022. You know, some point early 2022, I would hope. Because they've always been later on in the year. If they're filming early, I wouldn't want them to rush through and do something like, you know... To hasten it, you know, I want to give them enough time. But if they can get it to us another season in 2021, 
that's just as good, absolutely, because especially after season two ended, I am chomping at the bit to get another taste of the boys. Just going to watch. Which the... sounds completely dirty and not how I intended. Oh, it'll be dirty. It'll especially be dirty. since you're looking at the deep. Yeah. Into the deep. But into the deep, we also find the showrunner discussed payback, uh, the boys, uh, uh, the name of Soldier Boy's superhero team. Kerbick says it was the seven before the seven. And we will be exploring the history of that team and the members in it. One of the reasons that they were getting into Soldier Boy, I'm sorry, Soldier Boy, not Soldier Boy. Thank you. Soldier Boy is a different thing. That's a different guy who tried to make knockoff consoles. Um, But Soldier Boy in season three and the team payback is uh, we're interested in exploring a little bit of how we got here and through the history of the soups. We could tell a little bit of the history of America and how we ended up in the current fraught position that we're in. Soldier Boy gives us an opportunity to do that, which completely makes sense. Take it back to a different team. Obviously, there was, you know, if Vought was and the Super Serum was made in the 50s, now you have this whole 1950s team of Golden Age heroes that you can get into. And Jason Eccles, obviously, he has is right along that line of like Stormfront to where he doesn't really age unless they're going to slap some old makeup on him. But as uh, the outlet notes in the comics, uh, other members of Soldier Boy's superhero team payback include Stormfront, Eagle Archer, uh, Langston Kerman, and Tech Knight, whose name was, he had a name drop in season one, like go hang out with Tech Knight, or the Tech Knight movie. And in the comics, Tech Knight is... Fucking crazy from Compendium One, or no, I think it's Compendium Two. Huey shits on his uh, tech cave because it's like Iron Man and Batman mixed together, and he thinks it's like some kind of evil villain plot that's on him. But he can't help but want to fuck someone in the ass. Okay, what? It's right along the lines of the boys, and it's yeah, that's Tech Knight. His butler, he tried to fuck his butler in the ear, and his butler was like, fuck you, man, and ended up selling the story online to a newspaper. So the comics are wild. The boys are wild in a whole different way. Speaking of Black Noir, Black Noir, they, uh, the boys' showrunner, also said that he may not show his face or give him an origin, which I like. Don't show, Don't give me... Don't show me the monster, you know? Leave him a mystery. Black Noir. It fits. Just He's just this super who's just really fucked up. Sometimes you can just tell a story by imagination. You, let, you yeah. give and you pull, the, you pull the audience in by letting them think what their origin story is by just watching the content that you're providing them. Yeah. So who is this person? What does he do? Why does he have a nut allergy? Uh, you know, all yeah. those things. Like, Why is there a, a giant penis wrapped around my throat? Those are things that you want to know. I don't wonder about that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever kink, no kink shaming. We're not kink shaming you. <laughs> but one thing that we are not shaming is the next story. Uh, Sony releases a new trailer for the Monster Hunter movie. Yeah, no shaming shames here. So, according to the film synopsis... Um, 
<clears throat> we have our trailer, and in uh, it details in the trailer when a, a group of soldiers sense. are hit by a sandstorm, they are unexpectedly transported to an alternate, unknown dimension full of monsters. Let me guess, it's a dimension where they don't believe you're you, and they say no. Prove it. <laughs> um, no, I don't believe you're you. I just signed up. No. Unknown dimension full of monsters and deadly beasts. In this strange word, uh, strange world, the soldiers join forces with well, can't make this up. A team of monster hunters. No way. Uh, to fight back against the beast and a danger so great it could threaten to destroy the world. Monster Hunter is the latest film from director Paul W.S. Anderson, most well-known, as you will know, from directing the Resident Evil movies with his wife, Mila Jovovich. That is a man who is whipped! We are going to be redundant. Like, does his wife have to be in every single one of his movies? Or it's like, no pussy? Yeah, that's how it works. Either I'm in your movie or no pussy. Like, what yeah. happens there? Well, to kind of put this into perspective. Yes, dear? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know you were going there. I'm that, going to be that, in your movie, right? That, that, yes, dear. The only reason, so when you see her name, what's the first movie? She's entertaining. Oh, Look, but I what's mean, the first movie you think of with her oh, outside Evil. of Resident Evil? Oh, no, um, I don't know. Oh, God, she was fucking in Fifth Element. But here we see blades. She's got the dual blades with little electricity going through them. So we're seeing comic stuff here. And obviously, <laughs> they've got giant flying monsters as well. So this guy's fucked. So it's got wings. No Red Bull for you, sir. They fly now! <laughs> um, They've always flown in Star Wars, you fucking goddamn Poe. Anyway, Poe Dameron aside... I'm really excited for that movie. I think that even though it just takes on that classic trope of U.S. military getting transferred, uh, transported Speaking into a of different world. Of Star Wars, have you played Squadrons? No, man, I want to. I Done. want to. No. No. Okay. It's, it's Anthem reskinned. That's all it is. Oh God, that's such a shame. But it looks so money, good. But it looks good. The story money. is okay. It's Anthem reskinned. On sale. No. Yeah, you could do it on good sale. sale. Like no. good sale, or just like oh, it's forty. I mean, I I got it free because of Xbox, so I had credit. All right, all right, all right. All right. So, but it's if just it's, free, it's just Anthem. It's still so free. you wasted free credit on this game, and that's a nice warning. Anthem reskinned or Squadrons. So it's not the rogue one you were looking for. No, it's not. Oh, that's a damn shame. But I'm really hoping this movie is not going to be a damn shame. Uh, because it's also, on top of Mila Jehovich, it has rapper T.I. Um, as well as Ron Perlman, who is not in the trailer. T.I.'s in a bit of hot water right now. He's in town. He's always in hot water. Well, The man's been in and out of jail his entire rap career. Yeah, but that just gives him street cred. <laughs> You know, but now that he's an actor, it's like, damn, I don't know, T.I. You know, because we we in Delco, we know what we're talking I about. I like him in movies, though. When he's I see him movies. pop up, he's, he's good. He's good in movies. He was good in... Just what got, was that? Stop being so criminally. What was that Jason Bateman movie where it was just like... Identity Thief, he was in that. Um, 
Yeah. And then the, um, the town. Yeah. He's in that. Ah, oh, he's, he's great he's in movies. Good. He's good. He has a very around. good presence about him. Maybe hire on to a movie where you're robbing well, this one's, people, this one's and then taxes, you can just kind of feel it. You know, just pay your goddamn taxes. Just pay them. You make a shit ton of money. You can afford it. Pay them. Your buddy Wes. Look, Wesley Snipes already should have proven you need to pay taxes. Yeah, but he was trying to prove white men can't jump. But what about our next story? Well, the next story is... Well, this is a slam dunk of a next story. It's a little bit of deliverance. Kingdom Come Deliverance, that is, is being developed into a live action series or film. Yeah. Microsoft. Ah, Mm -hmm. Thank you, Microsoft. Foldable stuff. But Kingdom Come Deliverance, for those of you that don't know, uh, the War Horse Studio and former Netflix executive Eric uh, Barmack have announced that they are developing a live-action adaptation of Kingdom Come Deliverance, the popular open-world RPG that is set in medieval time of the Holy Roman Empire. Don't fuck it up! Yeah. And you gotta wash, you gotta make sure your clothes are right. Big Brother, obviously huge fan of this game. Don't Um, fuck it up! That's all I gotta say. That's what the omnipotent presence has to say about this story. Don't fuck it up. I'm in agreement. But, Honestly, yeah. it's a good game, man. It's I haven't played it. It's such a rich it's fucking story. Game. If you're trying to bring gaming to a like a film this medium, this is level. the game that you need to slam dunk. You so the need baseline, to hit the homer. The story is amazing. And it's so well done. And, and it's based on So touchdowns game. aside, Real what are story. we doing with this game? <laughs> Cuz we used every other euphemism. Yes, but Variety reports that the project will be a collaboration between War Horse Studios and Wild Sheep Content. Uh, if that doesn't sell you, I don't know. The what horse will. is going to get with the sheep. <laughs> with hey, Barmack hey, and War Horse. <laughs> sheep has no idea what's coming. With Barmack and War Horse CEO Martin Fyodowski. Uh, produ- uh, producing I the adaptation. I am very proud of you, sir. Yes, very proud of you. I've been studying my Swedish. Did you? Did you? Did you take I pronu- no, he's right. I sit there when I'm doing the stories, and I so you actively try to sound skills. Yeah, I try to Thank sound you. out the names, but sometimes some of your names, I'm not gonna lie, I just say fuck it. <laughs> um, but they're producing the adaptation, which will take the form of either live action series on film or, you know, streaming services. So here's they fuck certain things up. I'm gonna be very. So angry. here's my my reservation with this type of game. the The baseline story is just that you're just come from like, you know, what, you're a blacksmith's son. You're the right. son of a blacksmith. It yeah. gets more complicated. And you make there. a sword People for a uh, noble, and you know, then your town gets invaded, and you're on the run the because sword, you have to deliver the sword. The sword part is the funniest thing of the whole game because you, you take the sword to the guy, and he's like, I, "I got swords." He's like, "No, I have to give this to you." He stole it, and he's like, "I got lots." So of you're telling me this is dude? It's fine. It's fine. Okay, it's like your watchdogs, uh, you know, problem. Yeah, You're like, my God! No, oh, my knees! It's so horrible. So you're mom sitting over is, there like, dude, dude, it's fine. It's this fine. is an Even attempt. <laughs> got another. Got five kids. Like, it's, it's cool. It's cool. So this is an attempt to pretty much 
do a better Pirates of the Caribbean with Will Turner making the sword. I don't know. Whatever. So it's a better version of that. However you want to string that together, just don't fuck it up. That's really the only thing. But Kingdom Come Deliverance adaptation grows the growing slate of video game movies and TV series that have been announced to be planned or currently in production right now, including Amazon's Fallout TV series, Netflix's Cyberpunk 2077 anime, and Sega's live-action Yakuza movie. See, Yakuza and Fallout have enough oh, lore goodness. built into them yeah. that they can make a branching story. Yeah. But taking taking something like this that is just a start, like just a you know a baseline IP. Sideline, I want the Kingdom Come to move, uh, Deliverance I, movie to look like this. I want a Bandersnatch. <laughs> and it looks like the game and it's just a guy like almost like uh who is it college humor does those video game yeah yeah uh you know parodies uh that's what i want from that that's exactly what i want from that but you know i mean fallout duh so how could I, you are not? they gonna have tom cruise as the main lead how could you not have tom cruise as wonder woman as the main lead yeah <laughs> you know what? It's a little bit of a diversion. From Wonder Woman, what are you doing here? And he's, just it's just Wonder it, Woman in like the risky business the white yeah. shirt. Dun, 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 dun. Oh my god, it's <laughs> Wonder Woman! <laughs> bing, 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 bing! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> insert me <meme here. laughs> yes so insert story here which is quite a big one GameStop is not dead yet I'm thank not you, dead guys. yet yeah. thank you to the resurrection of Mike from the Black Death to the almost dead GameStop announces multi-year multi-pass deal with uh, Microsoft we have multi-pass we're not going bankrupt yet Multi pass. <laughs> Would you say this is super green? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? Green, super green. Um, new partnership between GameStop and Microsoft is seen as both a strategic move for both companies as well as combining their resources for mutual benefit. Uh, GameStop Microsoft partnership will see GameStop stores integrate Microsoft technology. So- the, the brainchild of this is all Reggie. You can yeah. tell this has his fingerprints all over it because oh it's, yeah because it's it's, it's he's GameStop nuance. now isn't he Yes he is Yeah that's exactly Reggie so, He's like so, oh you want me to save so you It's a nuanced deal I worked at Nintendo motherfucker I will save the you home GameStop of nuance Yeah so this is a nuanced deal You know what keeps, now that you mention that this is a complete Reggie Filizame move That so so. It, it keeps gross national product influx to GameStop on a brand that needed and was on life support. So he was just like... Because they also Blair. say here, they're getting a piece of digital revenue. Which is part of that. Because they have now, nothing to do with! Well, Especially now, with the Xbox Series X and S. You have the game store there. You're buying it online. What the fuck does that have to go do with GameStop? That's but just that's, a scratch on their back. They're just like, no, I got that, buddy. 
thank you. I needed that. Um, but that's just just is the thing. Now you can offer. So maybe part of that deal is to yeah. offer the console, the first bid consoles at GameStop mm-hmm. versus Best Buy versus Amazon. Yeah. So maybe they'll get it one day earlier. That one day earlier. That's huge in contract oh, yeah, negotiations. No. You so, talking about the bring back of the midnight release? Yeah, maybe so. Oh man, wouldn't that be awesome? And it'd be first. You could do sure. that no with consoles though. Because consoles, you have to pick it up somewhere. You have to get it at a location or wait for it to get delivered to your house. That is the last, it's, you know, the last front that we have for stores in gaming. You have to have a store or a place like Amazon or Walmart that will ship it to you or a physical location. I still won't shop there because I'm going to shop. And this is a smart move for Microsoft. Media Pennsylvania. This is a smart move for Microsoft because they're the like, look, I can get this dying company. Yeah. This is almost rem- reminiscent of like, you know, Netflix and Blockbuster. Like, hey, man, I'm going to scoop you up. We're going to get this. But instead of well, saying no like to the deal, they said books. yes. That's what it is. They said yes to Netflix. So they said, Microsoft, all right, scoop me up, bro. Let's go. And now yeah, they're going to get their second your umbrella. Yeah. It's a nice umbrella. It's green. Like the color mm. of money. What I was talking I about. I mean, they're probably us. you know Microsoft still hanging them over like the, the over the ledge like Michael Jackson with his kid. <laughs> but um, <laughs> and uh, customer uh, customers will be able to walk into GameStop, and the GameStop employee won't have to be behind yeah, the register a to be able to tell you like, "Hey, man, I'm looking for Dark Cloud. You guys got it?" He could say, "No, hang on." Our store two miles away does. If you go over there, I told him to hold it. And it's all on his tablet. That is a whole new level of customer service to where they could they could not give you that information back in the day. Like, oh, we can well, now all it's see if they like, have well, that. I can just sell you this digital code and you'll have it. That's true, too. There's a lot of different avenues, especially not for Microsoft, PlayStation. Because PlayStation they have a lot of independent you know studios behind them as well. To where, with the recent acquisition of Bethesda, there's a... Obviously, it's not one-sided. They're going to be letting titles out to the other My side. But this it was trash night. It is trash night. It is. Um, but the real information trash on product availability is really big for GameStop, which could really propel it forward. And the service tablets that the staff will be able to freely use to move about the store and help the customers is a whole other level of customer service that, honestly, GameStop needed. They're going to have Microsoft's you know, whole thing behind them. It was also noted GameStop is now offering Xbox All Access, which include uh, allows customers to get their hands on next gen consoles. And that's that's the like contract the negotiation that I'm telling you, as well as the Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate subscription for a relatively low monthly cost without having to pay for everything up front. Hence. The old subscription cards you would get at GameStop, they're going to have those as well. So you could just get Ultimate Game Pass for one well, or three months. This also allows, so doing this this credit model, that also allows them to you know, get more, uh, what does it say, worthiness to actually have their own credit card. And that's yeah. how they make money in the back end, filling all those GDI needs. Yeah. So the point of this story is, they're not dead yet. Yet. But one story, uh, like the next story, those people are dead, unfortunately, in 
North America at least. Japanese publisher Level 5 shuts down North American operations. Uber sad. Yeah, man, because the developer was behind uh, Yokai Watch, Nino Kuni, and Professor Layton, as well as Dark Cloud and Rogue Galaxy, and they're shutting down in North America. Last few years, Level 5 has shifted uh, to mogul development, which released editions of uh, Yokai Watch and Professor Layton and. Uh, Inuzami 11 on Android and OS. Even on console side, uh, its last large-scale release was Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom, which I have to say, story-wise, was shit. Because your main character just wanted everyone to live happily ever after. And as good as your gameplay was, that was enough for me to be like, I don't care if I ever finish you. Okay. Yeah, but just that is one. why. Just stick to the first one. Just stick to number that one. That doesn't help your company stay open. No, it doesn't. Sometimes you have to know when to stop. You got to know when to hold them. It's the pot calling the Kevin Black, but them. remember, Red, less is more. Major League. Um, and yeah, I should have used that advice. A sequel to the original... <laughs> Nino Kuni Watch of the White Witch, which was published by Bandai Namdo stateside on the horizon. Uh, the company has several prospects, including two delayed titles, Megaton Musish, uh, Mushia and uh, Inuzami 11, The Great Road of Heroes. However, nothing is actually... Saying it's going to be coming stateside now, so we may get it, we may not. This may be they're completely part of the Bando Namco, uh, Bandai Namco machine. So I yeah. think you'll still get some. Yeah, of it. I think if they have a good title, Bandai Namco will not not you know just go to these guys and say, "Look, we're putting this out in North America," but they don't have to have a company in North America to produce these titles. No. That no, is it, the dumb part about it. Like, of course, yeah, you could shut down in North America and still release the titles. It's 2021, bitch. You don't got to uproot your family. Go on the internet. 2020. There's right Skype. Like, this... Not Zoom. There's Skype. I'm sorry. We call them Bob now. Um, but <clears throat> you notice how when I was involved, it always worked. Yeah. That's when you're not here. So King Arthur is our next story. A hell of a king, and it might even be a hell of a game. Oh, king oh, Arthur Knight's Tale officially announced for X or for Xbox Series X and PlayStation Five. Scroll down as soon as you eliminate all those goddamn ads. This trying to find a site without ad, a lot of ads is very hard these days. So you know you could just pull up the YouTube link directly. Nah, fuck that. Um, from developer Neocore Games, King Arthur Knight's Tale is a new role-playing tactical game which will be uh, told from the perspective of the king's mortal enemy. As per the legend, King Arthur and his nemesis, Sir Mordred, did a big fight and the latter prevailed uh, over the former. However, with... His dying breath, Arthur slew Mordred, and now the Lady of the Lake has tasked him to kill what remains of Arthur's spirit. Trapped in Avalon, a magical realm of immortal beings, Arthur is corrupted Britannia with nightmares, ruin, and pestilence. 
God, you always hate the pestilence. It's where they go overboard. I like a good tactical game. Yeah, and this is the only way to save the kingdom and the world. Uh, to aim, uh, end the great reign and from beyond the grave at that. Who made this game? Neo... Uh, Neo, Neo Core Games. It just looks like a lot of reskins from the map. It's like Diablo. Uh, Diablo meets XCOM, but in okay. King Arthur world. And, you know, I'm fine with that. It's a great, you know, A Knight's Tale is a modern retelling of a classic Arthurian mythology story filtered through dark fantasy tropes and a twist on tra- traditional tales of chivalry, uh, said the studio, on the game's Kickstarter. Uh, control a small team of heroes and fight grueling but satisfying battles with a deeply engaging tactical turn-based combat system. So you already know I'm out. But the player who is into this will be able to recruit more than 30 knights across the five diverse classes to aim them uh, to aid them in their quest and manage their expectations of use is so uh, also a major mechanic. So... Due to that, the branching storyline and more uh, morality meter characteristic and characters will re- uh, react differently to you when you do the different decisions and can conflict with each other. So there's that whole RPG trip in there, but you can expect this very in Q1 2021 on play, uh, PlayStation 5, PC, and Xbox Series X. Right, so you'll be playing on PC. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, it's a, I won't be playing because it's turn-based, but... It is a nice, especially since it's on. It started off as a Kickstarter because King Arthur and the Knight's Tale. It's very much like that classic hero tale, like we celebrate here. Star Wars. That's a hero's tale, you know. Give me a, you know, or the Thousand Faces of a Hero, which was classically inspired Star Wars and George Lucas. That's the whole thing, you know. Get from Gilgamesh to Arthur. It's that same kind of trope that really brings people in time after time to really, you know, bring the two worlds together. I would love a an actual story, like a, a fully vetted out game. Maybe like a Diablo-esque or a action RPG of Merlin. Would you pull the sword out of the stone or would you just have a lady of the lake throw it at you? And you got to kind of like move the left stick an, uh, left analog stick to ca- oh, on the screen to catch it. And, have to, and hit the B button. Or would you have to like... Press box like. Or would you like? Yeah, we're not going to reinvent the Nintendo thumb. You hear this? Hear this world? Yeah. Oh God! No, that that was very audible. Yeah. But one thing that is audible is the next story. Because speaking of two, there are two new Doctor Who games that have been announced for Spring 2021. My thumb is in two places now. That's very time and. Uh, timey-wimey. But, speaking of two, yes, these two, uh, one, Jodie Whittaker and David Tennant will be joining for one of the games. Uh, the worlds of Doctor Who are set to expand with the release of two new video games, including a first-person adventure featuring both the 10th and 13th Doctors, Jodie Whittaker and David Tennant. And will uh, Tennant will both lend their voices to Doctor Who, the edge of reality, which is coming to the consoles. I know. So it's coming to consoles and PC, and it reimagines and builds upon last year's VR experience, Doctor Doctor Who, the edge of time. So, you know, it is coming to the consoles, and they say that it reimagines and builds on what they already had, but it does a first-person adventure 
featuring both of the I thought you were meshing. Uh, there is a trailer below. I it's thought not you just were meshing. Uh, right there. What is it? Doctor Two Who. Yeah. So um, I'm really liking this, especially from the trailer. Continuing the story that began in the previous VR game, uh, the game from uh, digital entertainment studio Maze Theory, produced in partnership with the BBC Studios, will see the player partner with the Doctors to uncover a universe-spanning threat and work to save reality from a series of time-breaking glitches. God, we always hate glitches. Oh, Somebody no, has to go in there and sonic them glitches out, you know? As well as new monsters. Fans can experience appearances from classic foes like sonic the Daleks, Sweeping Angels, and the Cybermen. I really like this, especially, like, if they could just make it, like, a first person and not have to have VR so I could just play through it, <laughs> that would be great. There's a mod for that. There's a, there's a mod for that. And also uh, announced is another uh, game, which it, during Maze Theory's panel at the New York Comic Con, Doctor Who, The Lonely Assassin, uh, is being developed by award-winning Malaysian studio Kangen Games, featuring classic characters like Osgood, played again by Ingrid Oliver. Uh, the game will see players uncover and decipher the mysteries of a found phone. Unraveling a sinister series of events taking place in Wen- uh, Wenster Durham, uh, Drumlands. Wenster Drumlands. God, there's Western so many. Drumlands? No, uh, Wester Drumlands. Drumlands. This is the kind of language that comes out of that goddamn country. Um, <laughs> the uninhabited home featured in the beloved Doctor Who episode, Let's which, first off, we can remember the title of this episode because if you on. always have, if if you have a, a a inkling of man, I might like like Doctor Who. You want to watch this episode called Blink. It is the introduction of the Weeping Angels. This game is featured around the house that is cent- uh, central part in that story of the Weeping Angels. It is Doctor Who. If you want to know what Doctor Who is, you watch that episode Blink. I think it's uh, season three, episode uh, like twelve or some shit like that, but it's exactly what you want. All right, okay. and that's how you explain it. But this is a different, interesting medium that they're going through both games, and it's Doctor Who. It's going to be available on iOS, Android, and Nintendo Switch. All right, no PC. So. No. No. Nah, PC doesn't. All right, want switch that. it is. BB can't, BBC can't afford PC. There's going to be a mod for that. <laughs> the Lonely Assassin's going to stay lonely. And if you like Caitlyn Jenner, you're going to love The Cabin, Burt Kreischer's new Netflix show. She Seriously, makes an appearance. Watch The Cabin. She watch is fantastic watch the in cabin. that episode. Not you have to children. check out Caitlyn Jenner. I'm not being facetious. She is amazing. And Nikki Glaser is in the episode as well. And, and they became best friends forever. Glazer and, and... And Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, yeah. They became, uh, like, best friends, man. Uh, Bert I mean, Kreischer, bringing people together. That's after the that roast, I mean, shit. Bert, this is your sponsorship. I'm out, so... But um, the next story is not out of surprises. <coughs> Spider-Man, Miles Morales, 
won't be fighting crime alone. He will have Spider Cat! Absolutely! Tell me you don't want that cat. With the little Spider-Man hat on his face, man. That's totally awesome. (laughs) The big reveal. Yeah, the big reveal is courtesy of gameplay from the Game Informers uh, that shows Morales following upon a bodega robbery. The exact plot isn't fully explained, but it seems that the bodega owner owns a cat also named Spider-Man. It's like me helping out somebody named Matt, you know? So you gotta do it. No PETA violations here. No. They're PETA-friendly. And uh, Well, because he's attacking, not a victim. Yeah, Spider-Man, who was taking the, the cat, not the... Mo- anyway. Um, PETA's strictly opposed to this. They're, they're opposed to animal They're opposed to animal, well. animal kidnapping? No, yeah. animal ownership. Oh. They don't like him in the backpacker. He should be just walking. Yeah, but you can that, that mask is suffocating him, murderer. His anyway, enough making fun of Peter. Um, he was taken during a crime is the big thing here, and Miles is For just dutiful. Dollar eighty nine a day. <laughs> Miles, <search. laughs> do not search hashtag vegan cat. Do no, not. you know because oh, um, do, do not that. search vegan in cat. the arms of an angel. Miles. <laughs> Miles dutifully heads off to rough up the bad guys and process uh, r- process to retrieve here. the feline friend, who apparently unlocks an additional car- uh, costume option, which we see here, which is the hoodie so with the cat in the backpack. Spider cop and inserted spider cat. Which, if you look at the comics, there is a spider monkey. There is a spider pig. Fuck! Why not a spider cat? Spider pig. And uh, <laughs> as we always are always excited about this game because the first game is so amazing. <laughs> but you're going to be able to catch this game November 12th on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 if you're lucky enough to find one. Next year. You get one eventually. Yeah, it's called uh, Patience. Yeah, but Sony wasn't just done revealing this game. They revealed something else that we're going to find in this the next is a- story. This is an NC-17 show. we got to stop the revealing. (laughs) But Sony reveals all, including their uh, UI. I was going to go dirty, but I was like, you know what? Let's shift. We're going to keep it NC-17. Yeah, let's shift up from the clip, and we'll just go above there. Yeah. Um, but Sony reveals their UI. Gear shifters aside. Go down. There's a video of this UI interface, which is absolutely fantastic. I'm really sold, because Sony doesn't really change their user interface like Xbox does traditionally. No, once every seven years. It's, it's With Sony, this is your main bet. So they put a lot of focus into this interface. And they haven't announced, they haven't let anybody with these consoles, any kind of content developers, show the interface at all. You've heard the opening noise, you've heard, you know, clicking, but you've not been able to see it. It was pretty cool. So, earlier this month, reports flooded in that Sony prohibited Japanese publications from opening any menus or using the DualSense Create button during their hands-on time with their console in order to not reveal the UI system. While fans have only heard the startup sounds, now we get the full experience. Oh, yeah. In a new blog post, uh, Sony's senior vice president or platform planning and management Hideki Nesano 
players can get the first glimpse of the PlayStation 5. So they're revealing on the discless system. Yeah. No, this is just both systems. Disc and discless. Yeah. Sip aside. But then again, if you don't get a disc, you can always uh, take it apart and add a disc yourself. It's a lit trick. But Nishano admitted the goal for this was completely revised UI, was based around the player and getting them to where they need to go quickly. I always appreciate that, especially when you're planning a UI system. Get me in. Get me into the game quickly. Here we see he is literally in the game as soon as he logs in. Looks like he's Because he already had it opened up. You do have a home menu, which they show you later on in the video here, but these are the cards, which are the activities that you have when you first log in. Like, say you had it on and you mm-hmm. came back. You have news from, like, places, uh, from publishers and stuff that you follow. You have different game activities. New screenshots that you've taken are going to be down there. And then as well as big adventures. The adventures and everything. There's a lot of activities to where you'll be able to go through Activities are new for this feature uh, in this generation, shown on this as screen cards with the control center based on the game this uh, that is currently being played. In this example, Sackboy, uh, Sackboy's big adventure, like Pee Wee, he has a big adventure too, um, is currently running. So the activity cards present the player with new gameplay opportunity to discover. Trophy progress, stats like how far the player is in the game. Frank and Percy says, go straight, man. Go yeah. straight, ma. <laughs> Activity cards present the players go with... Straight, uh, M.A., mature, he means. Uh, oh, M.A., I thought M.A. for mature. Like, ma! Meatloaf! <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was mature. Okay. It was M-A the M.A. Mature. Not NC-17. It's a different. It's a different labeling. Frank's here to help us. But um, not only do you get, like, trophy progress, but also different Amazing objectives and Percy. ones that you haven't had necessarily completed yet. Some in-game, in-game activities also will feature official help um, as well as, uh, like, this help will be, uh, like, for PlayStation Plus users. It'll appear as, like, a little light bulb. Um, uh, go back a little bit. Yeah, and here he's pretty much talking about that same thing to where you're in a you're in a particular area and you have a like an objective you didn't complete. You'll be able to have screen in a screen so you can see the objective help guide playing okay. and you going in there for select games and the it'll offer you different tips and tricks and Sony's goal with this is to help prevent users from having to go on on an online website dig up information and actually accidentally come across spoilers which you absolutely happens whenever you're stuck in a game you're going to watch the video and then you're going to be like all right but then what do I do after that and then you're going to get the cut scene and it's going to be the big reveal and it completely ruins a little bit of that experience for you or you could just go into the Karen trophy system press x twice i mean press square twice now you don't have to do that because as soon as you hit the playstation button it says hey dummy are you having a little trouble here's a helpful tip I think it should already know when I'm having trouble and help me without... Once again, the big dumb button. I always say, 
if you really want something, somebody to focus on something, give them a big dumb button. They're doing this with this user interface system. So. And with the solid state hard drive, it's allowing them to access the information a lot more quickly, which is going to completely change the user, user interface as we knew it. So Sony's a pulling a staples with an easy button. Man, that was easy. You had to add the man in there, so that way it's no copyright infringement. That's how they're doing, I'm thinking. Mature audience, that's what's easy. I don't think so. So the controller center also enables players to join each other, which is where he jumped forward in the game. Um, They quickly, and this is just showing that you can put that uh, anywhere. Here we go. Yeah, right there. Uh, Go back a little bit. So he gets this activity card that says that his friends are in a different game, and he wants to hop in there. So he goes from Sackboy's Big Adventures into Destruction All-Stars right from the press of the Control Center activity card in the PlayStation 5's uh, menu selection there. And with the SSD, it quickly transitions from the game without multiple pop-ups appearing first. He hops right in there. That's the impressive part, that you can have... Your friends chat, you can have, and the chat goes from the mobile app to the PS4 to the PS5. There's so much availability in here for any kind of PlayStation player. Just to say, I'm intrigued. It's really good, especially you. You're always like, oh, it connects into this and that. It could be in your blender as well as on your TV and your fridge and your microwave, and you can have it all there. This is exactly up your alley. Your accent is a little off. <laughs> but it's right up right up that alley so, so where it's really expanding to what you're here's actually looking my for reservation. In a Don't pull Party on Xbox. Of two? Oh no, Xbox, yeah. Don't pull on Xbox when, when they were trying to do this same thing with the Xbox One. Maybe but that's why Phil Spencer isn't worried about PlayStation Five, because they were like, <laughs> No, we tried that. But it's Japan. Maybe they're going to do it better. You know what I mean? Because the easy system that they have here, this is your home screen, right? So you're there with your game media, the actual Sony PlayStation Store. It is not a separate screen that you have to load into. It's right there. So everything's seamless. Yeah, with this I, I like a seamless, you know, easy user interface. But if you make it too easy, the user becomes complacent. I just, I want, you know... There has to be some level of complexity. Yeah. What if we had an electric shock every few minutes? Just well, that's or is high definition impact. TV. No, that would be it's like uh, the Netflix version of like, are you still watching? You just get an electric <laughs> shock. Like, I'm still watching game. I'm still here. <laughs> just checking to see if you're still alive. Um, well, but hello, Dave. One thing. That is still alive. You will not be watching that. Is the next story. (laughs) Is the next story, yes. I tell you, the gaming community never ceases to amaze, and it is always here to impress. Yes, here is Doom Eternal. Or, no, it's not Doom Eternal. It is the latest one to hit the uh, X Cloud. It's just Doom. Yeah, just Doom. Enough's enough. Yeah, yeah. Dude, just go up to the I thing. Can't I can't pause. I can't mute him. I haven't found a way. That's an ad. Just go up to the picture. Well, but this man, one redditor, has gotten Doom running on a Samsung fridge, which is completely I don't, impressive. I don't, I don't think I wanted that. 
you ever been like looking for something in the fridge and with the Samsung fridge, you can see what's in there. So it's like, oh man, you know, this is completely awesome. You could just mute the Google Whoa. on that, but no, down. Uh, there you go. So here's the guy and uh, it's honestly really impressive, but that's right. Someone has managed to get Microsoft's X cloud service running on Samsung smart fridge. Instagram, uh, I'm sorry, Reddit user uh, has managed this feat of modern engineering uh, of sideloading the Android version of the Xbox Game Pass app on his fridge. The app runs in uh, portrait mode on Samsung Smart Fridge, but the games appear at the correct aspect ratio. So right alongside your cheese and beer, you get to play a little bit of Doom. And uh, I got to tell you, man, it's pretty fucking impressive. X, X Cloud running on a smart fridge, uh, smart fridge is certainly amusing. It also means Microsoft Gaming Streaming Service is available on a fridge before it is available on an iPad or iPhone. Once again, a big fuck you to Apple because they do not like... There's a huge backlash against Apple. For those of you not paying attention to the gaming news that we don't talk about... Apple is getting fucking companies completely irate. Well, I mean, with Epic and Fortnite, that's just the starter. And then their new the reveal for the uh, the iPhone 12. And the- Lord help them if they piss off the fridge people. What do you keep cold when you can't buy a fucking fridge? Because you're a dickhead, Apple. You're going to make your own fridge? Yeah. The It'll be easy to use, but it won't work all the time. You ruined the announcement. They'll bring back the, the scrolling wheel. <laughs> no, they're oh, going to go to A. They're going to have that old school lock so you can just like the handle where you used to be able to get locked into it. This is the Apple fridge. Katunk. Now nobody will get into your fridge. Kids will die in there and it'll be like the 50s all over again. Yeah, it's kind of like with kids in dryers. <laughs> I'm going to hide in the dryer. Dun, dun, Please dun, don't. Dun. <laughs> so... Apple has it's been like blocking a bad dubstep. Apple's been blocking <laughs> services on XCloud and Stadia from the iOS and iPad iOS. So uh, the company did extend an olive branch, which would mean Microsoft would be uh, and others would be able to package ga- uh, cloud games onto a separate app in the App Store. So they're trying, but Apple's just being a tyrant. No surprise there. Mindfira. <sighs> Das Apple. You will buy our product. You will not play your games on our phones. This is not the vision. The Fiola demands it. Envision for you. No, no, no. Yeah, no. What the man that made Pixar? Yeah, no. You think the guy who helped make Toy Story would really want you to be a fucking, you know, a Nazi about what games you have on your fucking network? No, but they did. You know. Oh my God, Buzz! Look, ah! like no, Steve Jobs would not be behind this. No, he wouldn't. Like at a certain point, you have to stop with the money grab. Like your your product and your user base is That's dwindling because it is. it is slowly eroding away due to the new business practices. Apple and there are lifers true. that will stay true to your product Dude. just because of the functionality. But when you I start know. changing your yeah. your business tactics 
and your ease of use because that was the whole thing 2006 was a banner year for for apple with the in- introduction of the iphone granted the launch was you know piss poor but okay it could have went better it could have went better but but it's because of that launch is the reason yeah. why we have phones today it's the reason yeah. why tablets were invented they weren't even sure that the iphone steve jobs was not sure that iphone was going to work on stage the first time when he showed it correct and he and took then- a fucking gamble that was the kind of man that he was, but once he died, everybody knew that Apple was going to be going into a direction that he wasn't particularly fond of. 2009, 2010 was also a banner year for Apple because of the iPad. Yeah. So, like, you have these leaps and bounds in innovation that were widely accepted by their user base because it was a vision by Steve Jobs. Now, the large ass phone that is now like commonplace with galaxy note yeah like steve jobs was staunchly against that but yeah you know even even a genius can mess up once in a while hey man alan moore said that his favorite batman was adam west we can all be wrong (laughs) (laughs) he hated superheroes too by the way you ever you ever hear that factoid alan moore hated superheroes he thought it was just a thing for kids and that it was just you know a thing that kids would read well, and it would grow out at, of them and shit. look at the look at the or times it's like trying to include that yeah um, into tv lore at that time so yeah it went from black to white to extreme technicolor and, yeah. and then it became like hey we can use color to express bam then you <laughs> had the whole doctor who thing where they were trying like different effects to make it look really out there so there was a whole thing in that time and age yeah. where comics were really becoming popular to where i could see that but now we're at a whole different level but speaking of that different level sorry for my tangent people i just i think this leads us into a different kind of segue an end segment segue or an end segue if you will and then segue way. And then segue way. And then segue way. So our end segue way way is uh, I have uh, I'm trying to uh, trying out a different end segment. Trying to keep it new, refresh it if you will. And I thought of an easy one, man. Top five superhero movies. It sounds easier than it actually is, but this is just the top five. And segment. We're going to pick different topics so to go on that. For, for but my idea is we have to c- come to a consensus of the top five superhero movies of all time. Okay, so... Obviously, Fantastic Four is not on the list, so we don't have to worry about that genre. None of that no franchise at all. are on the list. None of them. Although, the 2005 Fantastic Four, I saw that Nicolas Cage was supposed to be Doctor Doom, and I would have liked that better. I would have liked that better, but, you know, Nip Tuck was a good show at that time. It was! That's why he got the role! That's why he got the role. But, (laughs) alright, so, um, I'm not going to go with the slam dunks. I'm going to go with um, the the first Tim Burton Batman. I got to tell you, that first Tim Burton Batman, I... It's in my top five. I don't want to say it's the top one, but it was quite possibly not, the most I'm influential. I'm them in any like numerical value order. We can just... come to a consensus on that, but that's definitely, I would say, within the top three is that movie alone. So, Batman. Keaton, first Batman. That's Tim Burton, Jack yes. Nicholson, 
ultimate talent because great it was story, still high action, and still that that campy vibe, and as well, fantastic toys. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one. And Joker gas in that one as well. Yes, there was Joker It was gas so there. true to the comics with being its own dark Tim Burton telling. That's why it's just so monumental as a, a, a superhero movie. Second one for me. I'm, so I'm going in chronological order since since I've been watching movies. So uh, Blade. Yeah. I'm going to bring Blade into this because without sure. Blade, there would be no MCU. The and first Blade movie, it literally, yeah, it, it did make the MCU. You, you wouldn't have Iron Man. You wouldn't have Endgame. You wouldn't have anything without Blade because Blade, even going, like, all right, I didn't watch the Ryan Reynolds one, but. The third one? The, the, the first two, I did watch, and those were awesome, man. Whistler was amazing. You had fucking Blade in there with Wesley Snipes, and he sold the fucking shit. Now we have uh, uh, well, Mahershala Ali as our Master new Blade. Ali, yeah. Yes. And, dude, like I'm completely sold on that, because Blade is one of those characters to where, yes, it was vampires, but it was close enough to the normal sci-fi norm mm-hmm. and still comic book to where it really just kind of it pushed down the fence and let other comics in. So I'm going to say the third one would be Wonder Woman. Ooh. Okay. The fourth one. That was a great fucking flick. Patty so, Jenkins. But it was the first Gail time Gadeau. they'd done Wonder Woman right. Wonder they, Woman. They you, didn't Ken. have that in there, but, you know, I'm waiting for 1984. So... So, but really that that in, that introduced, you know, if you can give a proper origin story, yeah, it can be done right. Yeah, man. My final two is then Iron Man and Avengers Endgame because without Iron Man, like the the start of the Disney MCU was with Marvel Studios and and Iron Man. That yeah. continuation, that was the first time you saw a continuation of story. To this day, I can't hear ACDC's Shoot to Thrill without thinking of Robert Downey Jr. in the Iron Man suit for the first time. Comic rendering, eyes watering, I'm watching it, and well, like, just seeing it on the big screen, man. Because that was Iron Man. Well, that was like a man who you could credits. really envision as Tony Stark. The it was Robert Downey Jr. Endgame. The end credits of Endgame where you hear The that. outlaw of Hollywood himself, man. You had RDJ as that, and then you had he was just the amazing back, back school, scene though. of like <laughs> Iron Man going around. Afghanistan, which as a time looking back as a timepiece, of course you would have that there because due to what was happening on in the world. Well, I mean, what was happening in the world? There was a big war. Oh, in the right. desert. But and that was a whole great setup for Iron Man because yes. it was realistic enough and it screamed Marvel and it really set the bar, especially with the end credits to where. And I was going to say, I would I, argue that Iron Man and and Batman, t- uh, Tim Burton are, are they're tipping off right as there. my number ones. 
And, and, the, and the reason why I went with Endgame and not Infinity War, even though I do like it when a movie ends when the bad guy gets a one-up on everybody, but that kind of just sets the stage. It's kind of like Empire is always going to be the better Star Wars for me in the original. Well, here's trilogy. the thing about like Endgame, Infinity War, and other kind of like two-parters is that you needed Iron Man for that to make sense. Yeah. You needed that to where like... If I was going to do the top five, obviously, uh, Tim Burton's Batman with Michael Keaton. Yep. Um, I would definitely have in there Iron Man at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably put in there Blank Man. Blank Man was a fantastic superhero. Hey, you, you go back. He was in the hood. He fucking beat people with a Timberland. Well, what about Meteor Man? A Timberland? Townsend. Oh, my God. Meteor Man as well, man. Shit. Those were fucking... Because those were pre-Blade, right? Yeah, yeah. They those were pre-Blade. pre-blade but Meteor Man... But fucking, I got another one for you. Crawling out from that rock. Toxic Avenger. Oh, <laughs> The live action sucked. The live action sucked, but that goddamn cartoon was the most entertaining thing Well, that was Toxic ever. Crusaders. That's what it was. The Toxic, Toxic Avengers Avenger. Yeah. You know, that was just like, that was like your 80s throwback. Hey, let's make a superhero movie, but put it in the, like, the campy style of Porky's. That's what it was. <laughs> so, but honestly, for my number three, what I'm really going is Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass was, it was the first one to do, to start the ball the ball rolling in the direction of the boys, cinematically, yeah. to where we wouldn't have the boys if we had that Kick-Ass, to where the Kick-Ass was Quicksilver. Okay. In the MCU, I'm pretty sure. Nicolas Cage was awesome. In the Nicolas movie. Cage as like a, a fucking Batman and Hit-Girl. Hit Girl, I'm pretty... I don't know if they're still doing it, but they were having talks of like giving her no, her own movie. That probably got washed out. Well, it got subsided. Like, Chloe Grace Moretz, she's doing her own stuff now. Yeah, so that was probably more on the lines of if the actor wanted to do it. But Kick-Ass was such an original premise. It's almost like on those first three that I had, all of them were original when they came out. Batman, there was nothing like it. I rewatched that until the fucking tape wore out. My, Iron my Man, same thing. Is... It revived my love for superheroes when Iron Man came out because I was like, oh shit, they can do a good, like, true to God, good, honest superhero movie that... Pays homage to the comics and is still original. So I have to... They uh, fucked up on three, but threes are hard. Come on, Spider-Man, we're pulling for you. If it was a top (laughs) six, I have to insert um, the Dark Knight in there. Yes, um, but I... (sighs) Because uh, it's just the performance of Heath Ledger. That's what makes the top five end segment hard, is that... Because, honestly, I have... I got three there... And for my fourth, I'm probably going to go with uh, the original X-Men. Because it gave us Hugh Jackman. It gave us uh, James Marsden. And Storm of uh, Halleberry. It gave us Patrick Stewart. And Gilbert Godfrey. Was he in that movie? No. Okay. (laughs) Um, I was like, where was he in there? <laughs> Gilbert well, Godfrey was in there. God, yeah. <laughs> He's just <laughs> Wolverine, you gotta go. Like, oh my God. Who let Iago in here? 
<laughs> He's just a parrot. <laughs> That's entertainment right there. But Yoga, what are you doing here? I don't know. Oh, the door is that My way. fifth Next is Aladdin. Over, um, no, um, my, my fifth choice isn't Aladdin. Um, the live action, though. No. Um, my fifth choice, I got to go with... Uh, for live action, I'm going to go with a different one. Because this one was just as innovative as the rest. But it was unique in its own way, which is Guardians of the Galaxy. Because yeah. it was yeah. unique, but it was also like... Nobody knew it was there. Chris Pratt was the last choice for Star-Lord. You had just such talent of Dave Bautista, Vin Diesel. You had uh, Bradley Cooper. You had amazing talent in there and an awesome story. I'm going to need that leg. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? And this was like... so. Drax is just an amazing character that came to life, and because of Dave Batista and the way he delivers his lines, yeah, like and a, just if every, I stay completely still, you won't see me. I became it. I mastered the art of invisibility. No, I can see you right now. No, no, you don't. I love how he's just like eating chips. <laughs> just slowly fucking eats. So invisible. <laughs> Big brother, omnipotent presence that you are. Top five. Uh, I gotta be honest, I don't have a top five. I'll go with whatever you said. So I honestly wasn't paying for a number one. Can we all just kind of consensually agree it's Michael Keaton and Tim Burton's Batman? Yeah, yeah, I'll put put that up number one. Because with I was tempted to put in there Spider Man, but without. Down. One, it was the organic web fluid packets that really bugged me out. I'm like, that's not Spider-Man. Even when that came out, I was like, was I'm cool. pretty sure he's a scientist and he made those. I watched the animated series, sir. No, which animated universe. series? Because even the animated series oh, has gotten that's true. problems. And then the Japanese series. Yeah. You know. but uh, And then the Indian series where the where the suit just falls on me and turns into... Bollywood story. aside, <laughs> I that's kind of like... <laughs> When you get into Spider-Man, yes, he could be in that top five. But I think that ultimately, you know, Tim Burton's Batman, it really showed people that you can do a superhero movie right. It can be campy, but it can also be dark and, you know, fulfilling story-wise. So that's why I say, like, Tim Burton's Batman, number one. You want to get nuts? Let's get get nuts! (laughs) (laughs) You know, and uh, I mean, along that, you got Danny DeVito as Penguin. You got two great in movies in that, in and of itself. Actors with major star power and a, a protagonist that you can get behind, the actor that you can get behind. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sad that he didn't do the remaining Batmans. You know, yeah. Cause, you know, the, the, it would have been better if he came back for a three, but, you know, it just wasn't in the cards. Suit, yeah. For two... Mine was Iron Man. Where are you side? Are we pretty much like... Because influential-wise, that kicked off a 10-year franchise. Just like Batman. So my two is still going to be Blade. And then my three will be Iron Man. Okay. So, I mean, really, Blade... I would fit him in here if, like you said, if I got to have a six, I would put Blade in there because he was just as original. Yeah, Blade for me, you know, I watched that movie incessantly. So I would have to say Blade... 
because that started the conversation, well, maybe Marvel movies will work. Yeah. Because without that, nothing exists. Okay, okay. I mean, that I was the inception put that in. Yeah. idea of the MCU. Overall, I would I would have yours win out as uh, my number uh, as my number three, but I mean Iron Man, I'm still picking for number two. That's fine. That's so fine. rounding off, I mean, what at, at Guardians? Yeah. I still that consider that into the storyline of tr- like connecting. Everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could see where it's involved so entire, in my so choice. My, yeah. my, my first my, choice of Iron Man. Or second choice. So I'm going to asterisk the Endgame movie by saying, because the reason why... <laughs> I Beginning and that, end. Because yeah. that's the culmination of all yeah. the movies. So the entire MCU is like as it ends. <laughs> so you pick the entire MCU as your five. I'm yeah. older and yeah. I can MCU. <laughs> Done. Number five. <laughs> Bunch of movies, even Dark World and Iron Man three, all of them. <laughs> or Iron excluding Man three them. was just him having a schizophrenic episode because he was and just, talking to a kid in the woods, very that's, cold. You know, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's hashtag twenty twenty. You know? He was getting so, conned so, by a con. Yeah, he. Was, it was a horrible movie, but it's what still about, entertaining to watch. But what about Daredevil? No one's mentioned the Daredevil movie. You know, because that was pre-Blade. <laughs> that was pre-Blade. So because that was ninety-five. We said again, good movies. Again, oh, Affleck okay. cannot fix everything. <laughs> yes, he can. He can. Good Will Hunting. He can. So, he can fix it. Because this was well. This was even like. Have you seen Dogma? Have you seen it? Jersey Girl. Jesus. It was the best part in Jersey Girl. <laughs> Jersey Girl hit home for me, sir. <laughs> uh, and so did Chasing Amy for me. But that's not the point. The point is is that we are at the end of the podcast. Dated more Catholic and girls. we are not it's going to agree on the top five. Maybe we need the logic of wonderful woman Katarina Thermoscara here to get us to agree. But... We end off the podcast the same way each week with the thank yous. We want to thank you, Joe Gilmore, William Pace, Frank Percy, and wonderful woman, Katerina Thermoscara, for liking uh, last week's Let's Play with your pajangers, Marvel's Avengers Part 5. We also want to thank William Pace again and Sean Ennis for liking and commenting last America. week's Triforce Podcast number 164, Triforce Podcast Into the Spider Girth. And uh, William Pace, obviously, the ultimate wall janger of the month and the last couple months, really, because uh, he's always been in there. And we appreciate him as well as you, loyal listeners. We want you to hop on over here to pjandwh.com and find all the funniest moments as well as all of our podcasts and links to the Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, all over the interwebs. I got to tell you, you'll find us here every Thursday with the Triforce Podcast every Saturday-ish with Let's Play With Your Jangers if we're not too caught up in comedy. And every Sunday, every single Sunday, with Lug Nuts, the automotive podcast, talking about all the latest in luggy and nutty car news. So, uh, I'm Matthew Beagle, the Matt Man. To my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man, and the omnipotent presence that is Big Brother watching over us in the podcast. We all thank you. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. And as always, Wall Jangers, game on! We'll see you then. Bye bye!
Invincible. what's easier than a sponsorship is this next story. One of the reasons that they were getting into Soldier Boy. I'm sorry. Soldier Boy. Not Thank Soldier you. Boy. Thank you. Yeah, let's shift up from the clip and we'll just go above there. What yeah, if but... we had an electric shock every few minutes? Just well, that, sir, is high-definition impact. Oh, my God! Buzz, look! Ah! Like, no. Steve Jobs would not be behind this. We're doing it live. Play on the tangers. That was a good segue. <laughs> Have so, to switch it up every now and then. Tonight, critics super choice in brightest green light. Level 5 to level 0. Spider-Cat and more on the Triforce Podcast. Yeah, I know, man. I went for the deep dig in there like mm, Spider-Cat. Oh, you were probably talking about the level 5 to level Mm 0. It was the easy, you know, Tyson punch. Yeah. Boom! Like, that was, it was too easy. I'm sorry. But uh, one thing I'm not sorry about is starting the Dog and Pony show. Ever the producer, Big Brother, taking the con there. We got our stories right here. I'm gonna get you a like a simple thing. They have those um, fifteen inch monitor like digital monitors that you can do. Nice, that'll be good. Nice. Check out my fifteen inch, and check out my podcast starting now. <laughs> you just stick it here. Honestly, man, I've been slimming down. I mean, I still have a beer gut, but it's like a like half keg. <laughs> it's like half keg now. It's like a ha- almost like oh shit, I should probably get another keg at that level. Yeah. Yeah, you stand there, and I will use you as a judge. I'm coming back to life. Ha! Ha! Hallelujah, Lord Jesus! <laughs> Are we recording that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Ah, yes. Thank you. There we go. And I gave a contrast a little tweak and stuff like that. So So I don't I'm, look like I'm a uh, powder? Uh, well, me. So you don't look like me. <laughs> you look like powder. See the color behind you to over there? That's what well, I Yeah, look no. Like. I, you're not powder. You're like powder meets Stay Puff Marshmallow, man. <laughs> Is it something I said? Oh, no, we're back. Hello. Linky, what do you want? Your name. Grab the uh, magazine. Fry, man. So, what do you think? That is for? mainly for this. Okay. So that way it's smooth. Like, smooth jazz, W. Perjangers, JJZ. Smooth Perjangers? PJWH PJA PJNWH That would be our radio tag Smooth Jazz PJNWH Need to try again on that Yeah I didn't Yeah you do Listen to my tagline now (coughs) (coughs) Alright calm down Zool Big brother summoning demons and shit. Um, Tonight. Go do something in your spare time. 
The traveler has been chosen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't choose. Did you choose? Did you choose? I didn't. Ray? I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Where would they click stuff. like and subscribe? Oh, tell you what, they're going to like right there. Well, no, they're going to like down there. They're going to subscribe right here. They're going to go ahead and above Chris's head and find all of the Triforce podcast in a playlist and above my head. Oh, well, that is the very best Purjangers and Wallhangers video for you, good friend. And... As we always say, douche. <laughs> Game on! <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>